0: A radio show that confesses Christ without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously
2: without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
3: Table Talk Radio.
0: Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a... Japanese nuclear power plant to meltdown. down. No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Um, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus
2: is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's a wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me... And God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy.
0: I've got. I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me <laughs> so freely, Evan. Uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they 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 feel like wine the bull rider. Year. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what else am I? I? I can't
2: remember. I can't remember them, them all either. A... <laughs> They're just too numerous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Pastor Evan Gigline and Pastor Brian Wolfmiller here at your service. Always remember. Whisper first, then please. <laughs> oh no, I forgot about this. Oh man. I think <laughs> he, he, I think he, our favorite. Introducing listener... today <laughs> oh, man. the random bumper sticker generator. Yeah. One of our listeners, <laughs> Joe, emailed this in and Pastor hasn't gotten any work done ever since.
0: <laughs> oh man. A manipulator almost always cleans when hit in the head with an addiction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doesn't even make <laughs> It's perfect how little it makes sense. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to throughout the entire program. Uh, also, we're going to be uh, getting your emails. And also, uh, we have some An news optional clips. girl is veggie, but I'm even better. <laughs> in, any case, uh, in any case, we're going to be uh, listening to some sound bites and then playing Name That Game uh, game uh, here on the program. So uh, all that to look forward to. But first, some uh, buzzwords. So Pastor Wolfman, give us your buzzwords. All things in moderation, including rampage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's really good. Okay, my buzzword for you is sanctification. Hey, apparently everyone's fighting about sanctification these days. You wouldn't know because you're not on the Internet.
2: I'm preserved from such fighting. There's a big uh, I'm not getting all that negative a big to-do.
0: energy. <laughs> there's a,
2: there's a big to do about the Lutheran doctrine of sanctification.
0: Now I don't know, maybe we'd do well to just define the word sanctification. But this is one of those words that needs a broad sense and a narrow sense. Okay. Remember that? Are you gonna give me both so, then? Yeah, I'll give you both. So the broad sense it's well let's do the definition of broad sense and narrow sense first. <laughs> okay, so you're defining
2: so, broad sense and defining narrow sense? Yeah,
0: but I'm going to do it by uh, giving an example. So we say the word gospel, and the word gospel has broad sense and narrow sense. So the broad sense of the gospel is the gospel writings of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But when we understand gospel in the narrow sense, it means um, it means the promise of the forgiveness of sins won for us by the death of Jesus on the cross. We also have the same thing with the word repentance. Repentance in the broad sense encompasses Contrition over sin and faith in the gospel. Repentance in the narrow sense means just like contrition over sin. And the word sanctification has that kind of broad sense, narrow sense. So, in the broad sense, sanctification is everything that the Holy Spirit does to bring us to, in the end, to our eternal life. So, it includes justification and it includes new obedience and all the works that follow faith repentance and all its fruits that's the broad sense sanctification everything that the holy spirit does to make us holy in the narrow sense though we use sanctification to define the works of uh, obedience that follow faith so the whole, so faith grabs onto the righteousness of jesus and that faith also grabs onto the holy spirit and the holy spirit is a living active thing a per, living active person and the holy spirit is the one who raised jesus from the dead romans 8 so he also raises us from the deadness of our fle- flesh to new life in Christ,
2: and increases in us good works, etc. So, so that's sanctification. Is maybe part of the fight, uh, whatever's going on on Facebook, um, that people are trying to work against an overemphasis on simply the narrow sense of sanctification and, and ignoring the broad sense?
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't even know what the fight's about. I just know people are fighting.
2: Okay, good. Uh, my theological buzz... As a
0: former riddle, by the way,
2: I oppose Chalk. <laughs> okay, my theological buzzword for you is tolerance. Oh, now yeah. I, I think there's a a good definition of tolerance and a bad definition of tolerance. Okay, uh, which one would you like first? The good one first. Right. No, no, the bad one first. Well, you're so negative. Hold
0: on, the good one first. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give me the bad one first. I can barely tolerate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abolish voids. That's what
2: I say. That's on the bumper sticker here. All right. So which one did you say? I'm going to give you the good one first. Oh, okay. The good definition of tolerance is a willingness to allow competing views to be expressed and to engage in argumentation. That sounds like something written down somewhere. Yeah, I wrote it down on this envelope here from – it's, a, I think, a a, a – bank statement that I got in the mail, so I'm just writing it down on this. Probably like seven, eight pages. Huh? <laughs> uh, it's pretty light. I don't think they had to spill much ink on this thing. <laughs> I'm going to type in to see if the internet
0: has a random definition of tolerance generator. <laughs> yeah.
2: So here, here is, the, I think, the bad definition of tolerance, which I think okay. is the operating uh, definition um, with most people in the world today, and that is the acceptance of conflicting views without a law of non-contradiction. An exe-
0: oh, man, that's complicated. Is that too complicated?
2: Okay, so it's okay that two views that are completely opposite uh, can stand it as true, even though they're conflicting and they're they're contradicting one another. You
0: know, there's something about the human conscience that is, s- for some reason, okay with this. We So we like lots of gods. I don't know why that is, but... You know, the history of humanity has been one of tolerance,
2: also known as pantheism. (laughs) Now, I I did, in the good definition, be sure to add on to this part about argumentation, because I am completely won over by uh, Pastor Graf's uh, interview, which I think he might have been talking about an article written in some silly journal uh, about the importance of argumentation. Uh, Yes. Um, I I think that's good stuff. So, if you haven't heard about that, you ought to uh, check out... Was that on Issues Etc.? Yeah. How come we didn't inter- – how come
0: he wrote an article for the journal that I'm doing and we inter- Issues, et cetera, interviewed him? What I think, is going on I think it's that?
2: because Issues, et cetera, has a producer and we don't. <laughs> is that becoming obvious now? <laughs> no. Totally hidden fact. Why, All right. I, let's get w- to the emails in the next uh, three minutes of the segment.
0: In case you run out of – this is from Nathan. In case you run out of actual bumper stickers, here's a random bumper sticker generator. Oh, Nathan www.randombumpersticker.com. The first one I saw that seems to fit the show is this. Juices can do anything if they have something to not believe in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Nathan What worldview is that? Nathan, thanks for sending it a lot. Thank you very much for...
0: I also have this to say. I noticed a bumper sticker that said, A zealot's downloads
2: will flee my caves, but gods will never peel me. <laughs> Now now people are just trying to confuse the hosts of Table Talk Radio. I think that I think that's what the generator was born out of as a uh, desire to confuse hosts of Table Talk Radio. Tell me what this one
0: worldview this comes from. Artificial trash is no match for natural ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a praise song cruncher sort of thing. <laughs> hey, is there a random praise song generator? I don't random. know. Random. anyway, that's a good email. Alright, what those? else you got? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is good. Mormon, uh, this is from Joe. Uh, The email says, Yikes, maybe I need to rethink making fun of their bikes. Uh, This would be fun for Ten Commandments in the News. Mormon bishop with samurai sword runs off attacker. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) This world is the craziest. You cannot make stuff up. This world (laughs) is nuts. All right, so here's the news story. A samurai sword-wielding Mormon bishop helped a neighbor woman escape a Tuesday morning attack by a man who had been stalking her. Kent Hendricks woke up Tuesday to his teenage son pounding on his bedroom door, telling him someone was being mugged in front of their house. The 47-year-old father rushed out of the door, grabbed a weapon closest to him, a (laughs) 29-inch... How many options did he have? (laughs) high-carbon steel samurai sword. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the martial arts instructor didn't hesitate in drawing the sword and yelling at him to get off the ground. His eyes got as big as saucers, and he kind of gasped and jumped back, Hendricks said by phone. He was coming through the fence where I drew on him and told him to get on the ground. So He was staling down 29 inches of razor.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> here, this was an intruder in his home. He just happens to be a Mormon bishop?
0: No, he, uh, some lady was getting mugged in his front yard.
2: Oh, his front yard. Still, I mean, that had nothing to do with his office of bishop. This man ran off, and he said, I yelled at him, I've got your DNA and
0: your license plate. You're done. <laughs> I've got your DNA.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go to a commercial break, and then we're going to come back. We have th- Okay, we have three news items, uh, news audio clips to, to play. All of them are dealing with the same topic of um, of uh, whether uh, Islam is a religion of peace. And uh, all of them are going to be coming from to answer that question from the perspective of the atheist. Hey, how about that, huh? So the yeah. question is, what, is, what, is the atheist what does the think? atheist say about Islam being a religion of peace? Right, yeah. So that will be uh, our uh, the content of the next three segments of Table Talk Radio. But we're going to be oh, doing man. this under the guise of the game Name That Game. So, uh, sure to have a lot of fun on Table Talk Radio after this. During the break, you can check out our merchandise shop that has every t shirt you've ever wanted uh, with two miserable Lutheran pastor radio hosts uh, plastered on the front. That's at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Hey, and remember
4: a seven day grade makes one
0: to (laughs) live.
3: It's a movement, not a radio show. You're <laughs> listening to Table Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right. Chem2A Switchfoot? That's a throwback. Is it? I didn't even know what it was. You... I just found it in my computer somewhere. That doesn't work.
0: It's alright. It says I don't want to read the book. I want to watch the movie. It's great. Uh, okay. Okay. What are uh, we doing? So
2: here we're gonna. I'm gonna play a clip for you. And this first one happens to be from the O'Reilly Factor with Bill O'Reilly, and uh, he has his uh, this contributor on uh, Adam Corolla. and he's gonna give a, f- a few remarks. And we can stop and go as we play this. This entire clip is about three minutes long. Um oh, okay. But uh, we'll just discuss this, and then you got to guess which game we're playing. So here's the clip.
5: Back in the book segment tonight, rolling with Corolla, like most other Americans. Adam has been following the terrorist story, and he joins us now from Los Angeles. So what's the big headline for you? Um, Well, first off, just how good a city
4: Boston is. Because, you know, the fact that people just got done. I heard a story about a woman who ran the marathon and then went into surgery as a surgeon and worked a 40-hour shift. That just doesn't exist in Los Angeles. And the fact that everyone ran into sort of what was going to be danger. I mean, there was a second bomb there. There could have been a third bomb. It just says a lot about Boston and the people that live in it. And uh, as far as the coexist bumper sticker being on the car that got carjacked, that makes me laugh.
5: The coexist bumper sticker. Now, let me just explain this. This is on the Mercedes. We talked about top of the program. The two bombers hijacked in Cambridge. This bumper sticker was on the car. I don't know what this is. What is it? it
4: it's basically a bumper what? sticker that shows all the different
5: religions of
4: the world and how we need right. to get along together. When that bumper sticker could be shortened quite a bit to maybe just co, it doesn't need half the religions that are on there. And it's just part of the problem, which is everyone's the problem. Everyone's not the problem. There's certain religions that cause more (laughs) trouble than Uh others. I think we know who they are, and we need Uh to focus on them and not pretend like it's the Jews' fault just as much as it's the Christians' fault in this particular case. But also, here's a question to you, Bill. Coexist bumper sticker on your car or this car insured by Smith & Wesson, which car would be more likely to be jacked?
5: Okay, I think we all know the answer to that. Um, As we pointed out, President Obama has not used the term Muslim terrorism in the Boston matter. I said there there could be some good reasons for that. Does that offend you? How do you see that? You know, this whole thing
4: of, and it's been going on throughout time... What did we do to offend them? We must have done something to offend these people. Why do they hate us so much? Why are they blowing us up? Perhaps we play nice with them. They will stop doing this. They hate our culture. They hate our way of life. They hate the fact that our women's boobies get bigger, our cars get longer. Our swimming pools get deeper, and we're building skyscrapers and bridges, and Allah is supposed to take care of all this decadence, but Allah never does, so they take it upon their hands to do it themselves. And we act like, well, if we just make friends with them, then maybe they'll back off. They're not going to back no, off as long as we're off. enjoying the big, our One of the bigger life. reasons,
5: though, g- geopolitically, is that the United States supports Israel, and that, that is one of the bigger uh, factors here.
2: Okay, so that is Bill O'Reilly. Who is this guy? Talking uh, to Adam who? Uh, Corolla. Like the car? Uh, yeah, I guess so. so Adam what, what, what do you think of his remarks there? Uh, Let's we'll take him one at a time. Um, we'll so say. now, hold on. You're, is this the
0: end of this thing? You said this is a name that game, so I'm supposed to figure out what game we're playing, too? Right, I'm but it would be good mess.
2: if you could you know say a few words before you did, you did that.
0: Okay, so say a few words, then name that game. <laughs> then... Perhaps if there's time, say a few more words, and then perhaps if there's time, <laughs> oh come on, go read a few more random bumper stickers. I, by the way, just plugged in Jesus and my heart into the random love poem generator,
6: <laughs> and I have a praise song to crunch.
0: <laughs> in the meantime, though, back to the task at hand. Adam Carolla on Bill O'Reilly, and he said, and uh, and he points out the irony. Someone, one of our listeners sent in a, a picture of this, that the car that was hijacked by the terrorists had a coexist bumper sticker on it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is rich. <laughs> I mean,
0: the irony of that. <laughs> oh, where is that here? Pray, song, cruncher, bumper sticker. Here it is. You guys are bumper sticker. Here's the picture. A photo of the vehicle carjacked by the Chechen Muslims of Boston Marathon bombing fame, the bumper sticker, Coexist. How's that working out? <laughs> that, by the way, is sent from, uh, who sent this in? That's unnamed, no name. Anyway, It's great. Okay, so what do you want me to talk about first? So the, let's summarize the point that he makes is, look, the, pro- uh, the the problem is not religious fervor. Did we talk about this already? Someone said that you know they're talking about these guys and the problem with these Boston Marathon bombers. With it is that They had religious fervor. Well, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's u- utterly absurd. I mean, you, you can get I mean you get a Buddhist worked up into a religious fervor and he's not going to strap bombs to himself. <laughs> oh no. Where you get a Christian worked up into a religious fervor, you know, and, he, and you get and, and, and you and end up with a, like a crazy Joel stuff. Osteen ravel. <laughs> uh, 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 not ravel. What's the thing called? Where everyone Revival? comes together. Yeah, revival. Yeah, just was missing a few letters in the middle. <laughs> you get a you, so religious fervor takes a different form based on what religion it is, and religious fervor for the Muslims takes on the form of blowing things up. So, it's a particular religious fervor. So that this is a quite a nice point. I mean, this coexists sort of thing puts all these religions and says, look, we can all get along. Uh, the, what did you say that it was? it was a uh, a willingness to hear other people's arguments what w- 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 having the absence of the law of non-contradiction or whatever you were saying
2: i i don't i mean sure that was i think word for word exactly how you defined it <laughs> i mean i don't, I was, I I don't know i want to ascribe myself to what you just said but yeah sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: but this is really hard when you have uh, people who are uh, b- blowing people up now uh part of the problem here is that there is a There is something about Islam that when it is radicalized, it takes on the form of terrorism, and that is unique. I mean, Hinduism, that also might happen, but it mostly seems to happen to Hindus who are hanging around with Muslims. (laughs) I mean, you know, in the same town as Muslims. Uh, so it gets radicalized in a particularly violent form. And it is a unique thing with Islam and uh, some of these other religions. So it is not the same thing. Now, the new atheists generally have this idea that religion is the problem, not mm-hmm. a particular religion. So that faith
2: is makes a person unhuman, right? So that you're willing to die and kill and all this sort of stuff. Which I think is why why this is interesting, because um, he, this... Uh, uh, Adam Carolla is an atheist, and yeah. uh, and and so he's he's not biting the yarn of the of the new atheist. Um, he's actually saying, "Hey, there's there's a distinction here." In fact, I have a quote here. Uh, he says, "I'm not a, I'm not agnostic. I'm an atheist. I don't think there is a god. I know there's no god. I know there's no god the same way I know uh, other uh, I I know many other laws in our universe. I know there's no god, and I know most of the world knows it as well." they just won't admit it because there's another thing they they know they know that they're going to die and it freaks them out most people don't have the courage to admit there's no god and they know it they feel it they try to suppress it and they bring it uh, and and if you bring it up they get angry because it freaks them out who's is this this is the Corolla yeah yeah that's yeah that's what his deal uh-huh. is okay uh-huh. So that was uh, let's see. I could, so I he
0: says that uh, he says everyone knows there's no god, but we just ignore that knowledge because we're afraid to die.
2: That's his yeah. thesis. Yeah. Now that is interesting. It is
0: interesting. Now, do we want to talk about that or his whole thing? Now, but here's the whole thing that I am so surprised of in this whole interview is
2: that Bill O'Reilly has never seen the coexist bumper <laughs> sticker. I know that is what pretty shocking. What planet is he living on? <laughs> Well, he probably doesn't drive himself to work. He has a limo take him there. So
0: he's really, you think so? I, he I needs know. to listen on his limo commute to Table Talk Radio. Get, I'll send, stay I'll send him in a touch tape. with the peeps.
2: I'll send him a tape. You know, and tape. by tape I mean the MP3. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> hip to say tape. to yeah. like roll the tape. You're gonna send him a mixtape. <laughs> I didn't say this was your high school. <laughs> you didn't carry? Did you make carry a mixtape? She may be one one time. <laughs> well, I think
0: that you song have that Kim To A on I do. I think that Kim 2 A Switchfoot song that you played to bump
2: us in was on that tape. By the way. Uh, now we have just about a minute. I, I do want to touch on his quote there about uh, knowing that there's no God, um, but but more importantly uh, that the only reason other people uh, don't admit that there isn't God is because they're afraid to die.
0: You know, there is this thing with the atheist where when you go talk to an atheist, and he would and you make this distinction between an atheist and an agnostic, because, I mean, so if someone is going to say, no, no, I am an atheist, I do not believe in God, etc., then they, uh, they can always point to their born-again moment, their, or their died-again, or however they call it, their, their, enlightened, their moment of enlightenment, and it is always for them. Listen to the atheists tell you when they became atheists, and it was a courageous moment. It was a moment when they overcame the fear of the truth. I mean, all, they'll all talk this way. So it's really interesting. So, so he's, he's now kind of almost dogmatized that conversion experience to where we say, look, there's these things holding you back from the innate knowledge that you have of the no, non-existence of God, and if you could just be courageous enough, you too would be an atheist. So it's this call, to, it's kind of a revivalized uh, call to embrace fearlessly
2: the truth. Okay, so what game are we playing? Um, bumper stickers in the news. <laughs> nope. Ten Commandments in the news was the oh, game you were looking for. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry. The bumper sticker really <laughs> nope. threw me off. Nope. <laughs> no points for you. After this break, we're going to listen to another cut. Uh, this time from the Glenn Beck program. Uh, oh no no no! That's later. We're going to go to Bill Maher. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Oh yeah, Bill Maher. That'll be insightful. <laughs>
3: really are listening to Table Talk Radio.
2: And we're back on Table Talk Radio. So now we're going to go over to uh, the Bill Maher program. Uh, he has this thing on HBO called Real Time and he recently, on the same topic, had a professor from California State University, Brian Levin, and uh, he had some interesting comments to say. And more importantly, or maybe more interestingly, it would be Bill Maher's response. So let's go to the Bill Maher program. Okay. Uh, from HB. Do you want to start and stop this thing? Yeah, you just... Let me know. You want me to stop it? All right. Know. All right, here you go.
6: Okay, so you're obviously the perfect person to have here today. You uh, study this all the time, the mind of crazy people who do horrible things. Um, I'm always interested to know how people like the people we caught today up in Boston can have two minds going at the same time. I mean, if you read what the, the older brother read, wrote on, his, uh, on the Internet, he said uh, his worldview, Islam personal priorities, career, and money. And we see this a lot. I mean, the 9-11 hijackers went to strip clubs the yeah. night before they got on the plane. But uh, could I just interject?
7: Look, it's not like people who are Muslim who do wacky things have a monopoly on it. We have hypocrites across faiths. Jewish, Christian, who say, uh, who say they're out for God and they uh, end up doing... You know what? Nice that,
6: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's liberal right there. I mean, yes, all, there, there, all there's, there's faith no is...
4: hypocrites? No, there are. You made they're a career just, on that. They're,
6: not as, they're not as dangerous. I mean, there's only one faith, for example, that kills you or wants to kill you if you draw a bad cartoon of the prophet. There's only one faith that kills you or wants to kill you if you renounce the faith. An ex-Muslim is a very dangerous thing. Talk to Salman Rushdie after the show about Christian versus Islam. So, you know, I, I'm just saying, let's keep it real. Well, I guess uh, I have a girl for you, Pam Geller, that you could maybe uh, meet. Um, no, I really disagree with I you. Don't I don't know what that means. Well, she's an Islamophobe, but no, no, I... I'm not an Islamophobe, that's wrong. I am a truth lover. All religions are not alike. Uh, as many people have pointed out, the Book of Mormon, did you see the show?
7: No, it's hard to get tickets.
6: Okay. Can you imagine if they did the Book of Islam? Could they do that? There's only one religion that 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 threatens violence and carries it out for things like that. Could they do the Book of Islam on Broadway? Is this whole thing Possibly a setup? So. I'm worried about this. Why?
0: Uh, just this does not sound. Set- Bill Maher kind of creeps me out, but his ability to make this distinction has got me worried. <laughs> okay, what do you mean by that? What, what worries well, you? Beca- yeah. Be, I mean, so, so it seems like a whole setup because again, we we make this point that the new atheists has this idea is that is that faith uh, radicalizes or dehumanizes a person so that if you are a person of faith, no matter what faith, you can be pushed over the edge of insanity. And that's the point mm-hmm. that they're making of the whole hypocrisy argument here. But then for Bill Maher to state clearly, look, one religion wants to kill you when you draw bad cartoons of their prophets.
2: I mean, that's true. Yeah. Uh yes. Well, yeah. And again, I haven't listened to this whole quote, though, see? So that's why I'm worried about a setup. Okay, well, there's only about a minute left, so we'll see right. if he
6: goes where you think. But he, Possibly so. He, tell, he, me what, tell me what color the, the sky is in your world. He,
7: he, here's, here's my difficulty with, with, with your premise here, Bill. And that is, um, look at how religions over history uh, have, have had things done in their name that have been terrible. Absolutely. And, right.
6: But we're and, not in and, history. We're in 2013. Right. But what I would tell you... You're right. During the Middle Ages, I would say uh, Christianity was the bigger problem.
7: If if, if I may, though, um, you are making an error in that Islam has... Over 1.4 billion adherents. There's a heterogeneity to it. Are there extremists who are horrible people who would slit your throats? Yes. But there are also folks that are fine, upstanding people. Of and course. And I, 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 I'm, I'm very That's worried true. that you have a I, national audience where no, no, no. we're promoting no, no, no. Islamic
6: hatred. Uh, we're not. No, you're wrong about that. And you're wrong about your facts. Now, obviously, most Muslim people are not terrorists. But ask most Muslim people in the world, if you insult the prophet, do you have what's coming to you? It's more than just a fringe element.
2: All right, so that's the... That's well, there all
6: you put. go. Huh.
2: You so, didn't go where I thought it was w- go. Now, what would what, what you think, though, uh, of what Bill said about, yeah, in, in the Middle Ages, it was Christianity that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, that's right. I mean,
0: that, that's... Um, I think that's just kind of a silly view of history. I mean, there were bad things done in the Middle Ages by Christians, uh, which grew out of this, this doctrine that the Catholic Church has, that the Pope possessed both swords. Mm-hmm. so that the church had both temporal and spiritual authority so that um, spiritual crimes like blasphemy could be punished with earthly punishments
2: like uh, the death penalty, mm-hmm. and that was bad. Uh, and and yeah, to but, talk about the Crusades, who were the Christians fighting with again? Yeah, the Muslims. They, they <laughs> didn't, I'm sure they didn't have anything to
0: do with it. They were just, they were just sitting there in Jerusalem, you know, building t- temples and mosques and things. Like that. Right but uh, the, but i think i mean i think it's a pretty over it's a very simplistic view of history to not look into the subtlety of all this kind of violence that drove these things it's not like like people were you know they were fine like eating tree bark and worshipping rocks until they became christians and then they became these bloodthirsty f- savages and started going on world tirades killing people i mean that's just a um i mean it's just a goofy view of world history
2: well and i think the other thing that that uh we need to stop doing <laughs> Is we need to uh, stop trying to uh, look at a person's behavior to see what the religion teaches you know I mean so if, if you looked at a christians okay what what, is, what does Christianity teach, and you see you know uh Christians who are also sinners, you know they're they're lying and they you know you know some even maybe steal and they say, Aha, Christianity uh, promotes lying and stealing well wait a minute the the scriptures also say that uh, we're we're uh, born sinners oh, that we yeah. can't flee from this. This flesh that, right? you know, there's, there is this, uh, you know, sanctification that is not complete here in this life. Yeah, yeah, and, that's right. And so uh, the, um, I think that what we need to do is go back to the, the text of the religion. Well, right. Well, what does the Quran say? What does the Bible say? Now, uh, do you have a comment about that before you give me 500 points?
0: What did you use a buzzword? What the <laughs> heck is a buzzword?
2: Sanct you said sanctification? Man, I really wasn't paying attention. I wasn't just half not paying attention like normal. Okay. Well, the the first thing I was gonna say is people go, oh well, you know, there's uh, you know, killing in the Bible too, uh, but here's the difference. Okay, so the the killing that you see in the Bible uh, happens at a time in which. Um, Israel was ruled um, by a, a theocracy, so that, that God God is present, so to speak. And so, for for God to then tell Israel to to go forth in war, um, that is carrying out then His judgment upon them. He he they were His actors. Um, which you might say, well, that's what that's what Islam says uh, says today. However, I I think when we we then look at at uh, the different texts, what you're going to find now then in Christianity is that those are those are descriptions of history, what 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 has has happened, um, but they aren't the imperatives. So it, it doesn't say, you know, Joshua uh, go on this conquest and then go, turn to the Christians and say, now go and do likewise. Right, but right. But you do have those killing imperatives in the Quran. So that right. this isn't right. just a sort of some description of history that actually telling, you know, go kill the infidel. Yep, yep, that's right. I got a book about that over here. I'm going to turn around and get it. You keep talking, by the way. You're doing great. (laughs) Okay. Set your headphones down. Sanctification, sanctification, sanctification. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) All right. But I I think uh, another point to be made here that we haven't been uh, mentioning is that that some of these atheists actually see the distinction. Um, And it seems like it's, um, uh, I don't know if it's the media or maybe even we want to say, you know, um liberal christians who are trying to say hey don't talk about islam that way you know that those are just the extremists. Hmm. you know uh, uh in, in like the in, the in our first bit um maybe if we just start being nice to them they'll leave us alone right, <laughs> right. i
0: know that's i mean that is a, uh, right that's right so we have this thing so this is how probably how the logic goes something like this hey, uh, um, it's faith that's the problem, not a specific faith. And so now we think of all religions as the same. And th- this is maybe one of the problems that we have. No, it is one of the problems that we have. So we think of Islam as a religion rather than a political uh, movement. Right. And so it's a, it's a religion. Now we've got to treat all religions the same, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so then, so then uh, now it just becomes a matter of being nicer to people, not realizing that it, built into the fabric of Islam is this... Um, these violent tendencies.
2: Now, I wonder if that would be a way we could we could have the conversation with someone to say, "Hey, look, what if what if Islam wasn't a religion and what if we could just treat it just for a moment for the sake of this conversation as a uh, political movement." Okay? So here you have a political group and they're they're bombing, they're they're putting, you know, pressure cooker bombs by marathons and driving planes into to buildings. How would you analyze that on the basis of its ideologies as a political movement? You know, right. um, so, so forget for a moment that they they have a belief in God or or religion. This is this is what they do. How would how would you analyze that?
8: Yeah, and I think that's if, a
2: great point. If someone if someone could do that, I wonder how the how the conversation would, would move on.
0: Yep. No, and that that's fantastic. All right. That's so, exactly. So do right. you
2: know what game we're playing? We are playing. Um, which ladder? I I like by the way how This is basically Read My Mind because I could pick just about any game, (laughs) and you just have to, on a whim, fall upon the same thing that I've thought of. But no, this is the casual apologetics conversation. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) You were close, though. (laughs) All right. Uh, We have one more clip on a similar topic uh, uh, that we were talking about here uh, from the Glenn Beck program. And uh, on that program, he talks with, he has a couple guests, this atheist, Pin Gillette, also talking with. Rabbi Daniel LePin And uh, we're going to see what uh, those two have to say As well as uh, the Mormon perspective From Glenn Beck uh, When we get back on Table Talk Radio um, We'll uh, be discussing that Don't forget to give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA We'll be right back oh, no, I'm-
3: Table Talk Radio, where theology meets immaturity.
2: Welcome back to Table.
0: That Talk music Radio. is so intense. I know. I feel like I need to get an eighties haircut and start karate
2: chopping things. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought you did. That's why I played it. You know, you have your, your lint and beard, and I thought you had your Easter haircut. <laughs> you have your mullet going on, or what? Business in
0: top, Oops. party in the back. Yeah. Law like... on top, gospel in the back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Theological mullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have one more for you. You want to keep doing this game?
0: Yeah, yeah, man, I'm... I thought we were going to do a different game, and the next game was going to be
2: church history headlines. <laughs> it could be. We'll have to see. Um, okay, so here's another clip kind of on the same topic. Now, this is, again, as I said before the break, a Glenn Beck program. He has two guests, um, Atheist uh, Pin Gillette, and then also the, the person who you'll hear speaking right off is Rabbi Daniel LePin. And, uh, and he asked a pretty provoking question. Let's uh, listen in uh, to the Glenn, Black, the Glenn Beck program.
9: But uh, one, of the, one of the discrepancies that I, that I think is a kind of a sleight of hand is to talk about religion. Um, here we are with three different mm-hmm. theologies. It, mm-hmm. To the extent that a theology is how people think about God, we, we have three separate sure. theologies. And, um, and gosh, um, the fact is, though, that, that what unifies us is certainly not our theologies, but it is our ethic. We're, We're all the person yes. you can throw the Ferrari keys to at at Starbucks, and and so is everybody else. And through some self-selecting, filtering process, probably everybody watching is is in that category as well. But when we say religion uh, can make good people do bad things, um, I I do think we've got to not lump all religions together. Mm-hmm. I think That's I think exactly. it's I think it's a mistake to to put the Judeo-Christian. Fa- Here's a really blunt question: and would the world be a better or a worse place? if a billion Muslims became evangelical Christians tomorrow. <laughs> what a provocateur. Oh, hang on just a second. This
1: is great. Hang on just a second. Anybody got a camera? We got to take a picture of it. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: <laughs> what is happening there? Oh, sorry. What so, is so, so funny? Glenn Beck, he... he so uh, the the atheist uh, uh Penjolet just kind of stood there, like as Luther would say, a cow looking at a brand new fence <laughs> and uh and and glenn <laughs> Glenn Beck was so enraptured by this, so he pulls out a bag of popcorn and says, "All right,, this is getting good, you know so he's, he's eating popcorn um, <laughs> now i i thought of I just thought of something here uh, as they were yes? talking oh, about yeah? it. um that I think that all of this new atheist thing that that what religion does is 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 compel you to do evil things is a capitulation to the idea that we need religion to make us good yes so so this is how this is how it works Uh, the evangelical comes along and says hey look the reason you need God the reason you need Christianity is uh, to provide uh, answers for all the disasters in your life so you know you're uh, you're a terrible father you uh, work too much you you know uh, don't know how to balance your checkbook, and then once you become a Christian, you learn how to do all these things and now you're a yeah, yeah, standing right. citizen sure. um yeah. but the atheist comes along and um because you know the the atheist has this um uh well I guess what we would say the um the opinion legis, you know that that it's by my by my works that I'm justified um the atheist comes along and says hey look the the way that i mean people are kind of already good they you know Pay their taxes they certainly don 't have a, a view of original sin, but the thing that throws people off of that kind of track of being good what what compels people to do just to be completely evil to hurt others is religion right uh-huh. you see what I'm saying uh, yep. so so we would take the view that people uh, don't start out good and then and faith ruins it for them uh, we would start out with the view that people are are bad, even if they're paying their taxes and being a good father and balancing their checkbook. Right, they are right. bad because of, of God's standard of what bad is.
0: We call this a subtle anthropology, or some people pronounce the word subtle. But but you don't Making discriminate against letters. Very subtle <laughs> in the word. All right. Now, I think this is true, so that there is an outward righteousness that is part of our nature. There's an inward sinfulness that is also the complete corruption of our nature, and that Christian theology takes into account both, and maybe even more. There's something to do with sanctification here, is that when a person is a Christian, the Holy Spirit is overcoming that sinful nature on the inside, daily death and resurrection, and coming forth in newness of life, which is also manifest in good works, and especially spiritual good works, like believing in God and trusting that He hears you when you call upon Him, etc. Now, it's why uh, the uh these guys who had inherited a christian anthropology could come up with something like the united states government because they were both at the same time acknowledging the man's capability of doing outward good works but also acknowledging man's corruptibility at the same time
2: right so i think i think um the the problem that christianity presents but it's not the problem that uh i guess you could say pop christianity uh you know american evangelicalism um it's not the problem that they're presenting, but the problem that Christianity presents is that you are bad. I mean, you are sinful. Um, yep. The the problem that uh, pop evangelicalism presents is that you're kind of without direction. You need uh, you need some you're guidance. Indeed. You need uh, oh, a self-esteem yeah. boost. Right. Um, and so I, I think that this is contributing to kind of the, the atheist perception of what religion does and what religion is. So let's go back to the Glenn Beck program now just to remind you where we left off. Uh, the, this rabbi posed the question to the atheist, would the world be a better place if a million Muslims converted to American evangelicalism?
8: That's going to be good. <laughs> would the world be a better <laughs> place? God, <laughs> give me both on that one. <laughs> All other things. You don't have to, well, you don't have to answer that. <laughs>
4: uh,
8: everything else being equal? I think
9: yes. So we agree. I think yes. We agree on that. I think I think yeah. yes. Yeah. I, 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 you, you
8: certainly. Um, there is an argument made. Tell and me, and that, hang on just a second. Come on. Tell me there's no God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that was amazing. And by <laughs> the argument is made by me that um, the celebration of um, of faith, the the glorification of faith, and faith being defined as the Bible kind of does, as belief without proof, um, yes. it is not something Ooh. that I feel is good to celebrate.
2: Okay, did you want to talk
0: about that? Yeah, I'm not so sure that's a, a handy definition of faith, belief with, without proof. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a sense in which faith fights against what we see, but just because just because we don't see something doesn't mean that something isn't proved. So, I mean, we would say that, that there is proof, proof of the historical account of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, and, the, and, the, and that our faith is built on that. So it's right. not like we build on vapor. We build on history, which is a unique thing about Christianity. Uh, but it's true that none of us have seen Jesus raised from the dead. I suspect that's true. But we do have uh, reliable firsthand witnesses of the fact, which is what we lean on, especially you know, intellectually, if not necessarily um, existentially.
2: Right. So, I mean, I was thinking about this, too, because a, a lot of people have that kind of as their operating uh, definition of what faith is. And it kind of irritates me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, but, I mean, I, I think what you said, that, that we have uh, uh, the evidence of the resurrection as the foundation of our faith. And then we can understand um, the uh, all the rest. So, uh, faith fighting against things unseen. So, you have um Jesus saying, "This is my body, this is my blood, and golly, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, you know, I mean, so I mean, you look at it and you're like, oh, it looks like wine, and this looks like bread, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I guess by faith, you know uh, maybe he would say apart from from proof, you're gonna have to just take it on faith that this is true, and mm-hmm. um, I do that, but I do that not because simply you know uh, I'm I'm just a religious guy. I do that because this person who is making these claims rose from the dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he, he said, I'm God, he was killed, and it came back to life. So I think his word is worth listening to.
0: Right. Yeah, that's exactly
2: right. Yeah. Okay. So so uh he, he goes on.
0: Um
8: uh the answer to the question about about evil, I always find that um Evil takes responsibility away. Uh, I want to have, whether it's me or whether it's a criminal, mm-hmm. I want to have full responsibility for my mistakes. But I think, I believe and I think, when you have this image of a, you know, whether it's the Disney image of, 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 of devil Pluto and, and right. angel Pluto right. on your shoulders pulling you one direction or another, I think that
1: idea of evil is an idea that is anti-responsibility. But I, I just, I, may I disagree with you? I don't think so because the Disney Pluto on each shoulder was saying, do it, don't do it, do it, don't do it. In the end, he had to decide. I mean, there is no evil that is going to take you and manipulate you like a puppet. You do know, Glenn, that in the Disney... Uh,
8: Angel Pluto, Devil Pluto, that I am Devil Pluto. It is my voice. <laughs> and Eric Idle is Angel Holy Pluto. So, cow. you are actually talking to Disney Evil right here. <laughs> you have him on the couch. And we could go
1: over and as Disney your Evil. <laughs> isn't, isn't Disney Evil, isn't that a little redundant? Ben? It's, really? It's usually, the, it's usually the stepmother. Yeah. Alright. Um, okay, so let me talk to you about, um, then, um.
0: Tell
2: you what, do you have any comment on that?
1: Uh,
0: I don't think so. The, the idea of the conscience is the angel, the demon speaking at both sides. I mean, there's, there might be a little bit of truth to that in a kind of pop, kind of nice, too simple way of thinking about things is that, it, the conscience is the place where the argument for good and evil is heard. But this idea that that religion takes away that the idea of original sin takes away responsibility. So if you're if you're really bad, then you have to be bad. I, again,
2: it's not it lacks the subtlety that we would want from an anthropology. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I almost think that's a different thing because he says, let's see, I wrote it down here. The idea of evil takes responsibility away. So. Um, I think I think that would be compatible with our with our understanding of original sin because we still say don't don't our confessions say this somewhere that uh, original sin though we are we are we're bound we we have no other choice but you know, we're we're bound to sin yet that doesn't yet take away a responsibility that that we're still right. um we're still held responsible for our sin it's it's not that we're just passive passive robots mm-hmm. um. But but what he's saying is, if you're going to say, okay, boy, that uh, that uh, thing that happened in Boston, that was evil, he would say, well, that idea of evil takes away the responsibility of the individuals. Uh, no, no, no. Th- those those people are held responsible for it. it wasn't that, right. the, that that the devil made him do it? Kind of a, kind of idea. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I, I think we can probably agree with that. But I I don't think what the I don't think that the problem here is. The evil itself. Um, I, I, I. Let me. I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Responsibility and evil.
0: Yes, right. Okay. I would concur. All right. Did you just get a buzzword? Mm. I wasn't paying attention. No,
2: I got my buzzer a long time ago.
0: What was I supposed to say? Am I that to thing
2: s- which you said is right on? That's what right. was I think that? I totally agree. Continue. <laughs> just keep saying things
1: like that. Okay, here you. Go. <laughs> uh, responsibility. Um, because I think that uh, religion can, can go bad and can manipulate. I mean, Branch
9: Davidians, um, what was that all about? In Ghana, what was that all about? And even within a particular faith, uh, you know, there are some Jews whose behaviour embarrasses me. and Same and with Mormons, and, and everything. And else. there may even be some atheists whose behaviour embarrasses Pen. Right. Uh, these so, things happen. What do we have? Uh, because I can answer
1: this as as a Mormon. The answer is yes. We have a responsibility to encourage others to be their better self, in Judaism and in atheism. Right? Do you have a do you have a responsibility to encourage others, or is it just like well, whatever? Do I? Uh,
9: uh, I I think we have a, I, I have a responsibility um, to make available the information, but only only and this is this is actually textually supported. Only if um, I have um, a, a voluntary and and open ear. It's it's oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. my f- function at all to to thrust a belief system, oh, yeah, no, because no, 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 I, I th- believe it's going to make them better people. This is interesting, because this
5: is, I mean, this really is, a, this is a, something
0: there, Evan, where the Judaism is not um, evangelistic. Mm. And that's what he's talking about. So, so the Jewish rabbi is not to go out and try to make converts. That's part of Judaism, is that it is, it is not after converts. And so that's why he struggles with the question. Because he says, uh, you want to make people a better self. And he says, no, uh, Judaism actually says that that's not what we're to do. If people come and find us, then that's that's fine. But if we go to, f- we are not to go to find
2: them. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting as as uh, what, uh, what, what Glenn Beck says next. Responsibility, and it could be just through your actions. I mean,
1: in my faith, it is, it is really important that... Um, You're a good example. Just, just be a good example. Likewise, yes. I mean, I I have a real problem, um, and I brought this up to you know, friend, you know, friends that are of my own faith. I have a real problem with um, saying, let's get people baptized. No, let's be good people. Yes, and they'll—it's exactly um, pen what you do with atheism, and I think you've said it to the atheist well, as well. well, well I was just I was be good, say... a good person, and people will eventually be curious and say, "What is it about you?" Whether they find that to be the answer that makes it or not, whatever. Maybe it'll just encourage them to be a better person. Isn't that the point? I, yeah, I have a—I have a
8: question of 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 um of goals and motives. I don't think. You are a good person, in order to inspire others to be good. No, no. Uh, the good person is the end in and of
1: itself. But the but and is the good person. Does the good person at all say, um, uh, you know, I, I I don't want to slip up because I I I I. I, I I know others look well, up you know, to
2: me.
0: I tell you. That's the guilt-motivated Mormon talking right there, baby.
4: <laughs>
0: he doesn't even quite know how to express this. But what he's really saying is, we Mormons live in a shame culture, so you better
2: act right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. And, well, and this, I mean, be- being a better person, isn't that the point? Right. Yeah. So the whole point of atheism,
0: Judaism and Mormonism isn't the whole point being a better person. And then they can say and Islam has a different point. But the problem is Islam doesn't. And that is the point of Islam, to be a better person. And they say, look, you cannot be the best person in a culture that's not uh, devoted to Allah. So we have to get, so that we can be fully good people, we have to get the culture on board, the government, the nation, the law on board, so that we can
2: all be equally good people, etc. Well, and the other thing that isn't being said here, which I think is most fascinating, is... uh, uh, how does a person define good? I mean, they're all talking like they ha- there's an objective definition of what good is, and yet there's an atheist, a Jew, and a Mormon sitting on the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so you th- throw in something like, well, can you be good and be a homosexual? Right, right, and you'd get... <laughs> Two different answers. So, just forty more seconds of this clip. In a in a trivial example of this, the
8: license plate that I have on my leaf in Las Vegas you don't is, buy a, the leaf. is yes is atheist. How does he fit into the? Leaf? That's that my guy's license huge. plate. It says atheist, <laughs> and I will tell you that I do drive more carefully. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that if I cut someone off or honk my horn or act rudely, that it is going to be an entire argument that they're going to have against my See? personal beliefs. I mean, isn't so that the was, same thing? I was about to argue with you completely, and then I thought of a counterexample, and I'm afraid I do drive better because my, my license plate is atheist.
2: <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's it.
0: The, there you go. I'll tell you what. Um, there's a lot here. But but for we should say that the 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 end goal now let me just say two things: the end goal of Christianity is not to be a better person, but the only theology that actually does make a person better is Christianity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how is that done?
0: Well, because the Holy Spirit, who ra- raised Jesus from the dead, also has influence over our own actions. So that's probably the best way it's done. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Christianity—the end goal is that that God's wrath would be turned away from us. That's the end goal, right? And oh. it happens in the in the death of Jesus.
6: Right. How come
2: this segment seems like it's gone on for like twenty minutes? Because it has. So, uh, lastly, what uh, what game are we playing? This game is um, Name
0: That Church Body.
2: (laughs) That one was Which Ladder. So which ladder were we climbing there? Uh, That would all be moralism, I suspect. Yeah, ladder moralism. All right. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the
0: bumper sticker that says absolute food is drooling. (laughs)
3: You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's one 800 sola Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.